Hi, welcome back. This is What's Going On. I'm Mike Shuey, and joining me today is Sam Traumberg. And we have our lovely guest, uh, Carmen uh, Lustria, here. Oh, yes, we do. Carmen, how are you doing today? I'm doing quite all right. Um, had no classes today, kind of just getting final projects done, the likes. Yeah, it's getting to be that time. Yeah. Why don't you uh, tell uh, the people listening a little bit about yourself? So, as Mike kindly introduced my, um, my name is Carmen Lustria. I'm a freshman at Boston University studying journalism and minoring in theater arts. I'm from Raleigh, North Carolina, and my main connection or the main extracurricular that I've been doing in terms of the communications college is WTBU, uh, serving as director for BU in the Morning, the flagship morning radio show. Yeah, so why don't you talk a little bit about that? How's your experience been with uh, BU in the Morning? I know you've been on the show for uh, the past two semesters, right? Yeah. So last semester, uh, so the show runs Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays, 10 a.m. to noon. And last semester, the director was Simeon Webb, who's a junior at BU. And I came in on Wednesdays. Uh, I was just like an intern, or we call them digits now, DJs in training. And it was really casual, conversational. Every now and then we'd have interviews with people as well. And near the end of the semester, because the executive board positions for WTBU are like calendar year, not necessarily school year. Uh, so positions were opening up. Simeon was leaving eBoard and I applied for his position. And since I had only been with WTBU for one semester, they had created a new position for me called the deputy director. So I was more so second in command. And they asked Hannah Horn, who's a senior, who was the director two years ago, to serve as the like official director, but more so uh, interim director. So she did a lot of the directing, directing, as well as mentoring me into this position. And it was we did a lot more interviews. This semester, we, we interviewed an author uh, who wrote about how her mother had survived the Holocaust. We interviewed another musician who we interviewed a number of musicians. There was one singer named Noah who, who took box pieces and because I mean, they're instrumentals, but would write songs out of them. And then there is also Demoya Janae, who is a multi-instrumentalist from Berkeley College, you know, just down the street, basically. And she, she has just a wonderful, wonderful vibe to her music and her personality. Um, and I want to say that was one of our last interviews before spring break. And following spring break, I was supposed to just completely take over the show. We have we had planned a WTVU spring concert, and Hannah was going to just, like, fully put her attention there. And I would have been mostly solely running the show and then over spring break all the coronavirus stuff happened and since then um it was a lot of transitioning here and there kind of just like just because there was one announcement after the other about first they said that we could stay and then they were like nope never mind and so i came back down south to my home in raleigh and it took me about 
a week or two to really settle down and transition. And then I started contacting uh, a lot of the people that usually come on to BU in the morning, which are just uh, other students, mostly comm students, who I wouldn't say they're really interns even because, but like they're, they're, they're they code uh, DJ with me. So I contacted people from last semester and this semester. Um, and we have one episode out of like the Be in the Morning podcast. And we plan to record another one this, this Friday. Oh, cool. So I know um, uh, WTBU is, is back on air. I know we're doing kind of remote shows. Is the Be in the Morning podcast separate from that? No. So it's kind of tricky because the most feasible option in terms of remote airing uh, for the show was to do a podcast. But so that's available on like the RSS feed as well as like a Spotify and Apple podcast that it's linked up to. But I also linked it up to the remote airing program, though it seems, I guess, sort of um, like I, just because so many people are in different time zones, it's easier for people to just hop onto the podcast link versus trying to listen to it live mm-hmm. on the programming. So, gotcha. So, what is actually um, like? Because I know Be in the Morning is three times a week. Like, what what did you have on there uh, this past week? Did you guys just put a playlist, uh, or did you get some kind of show together? So. The format of BU in the Morning for the last semester that I had been on, as well as this semester, has, hasn't has had any, any official formatting. It's always been pretty easy conversational. It is a talk show. So we kept the f- quote-unquote formatting that we had done for, you know, as long as I had been on BU in the Morning, where if we don't have an interview, it's whoever's in the studio that day. And we talk about just how we are, uh, current events, things that are going on. And so that first episode, there's a lot of talk about quarantining, you know, in relation to the coronavirus, how we've all been transitioning back to our homes away from Boston or just away from BU. Um, but yeah, that, that would be, that's, that was the topic of, and then it usually divulges into or diverges into something else. We ended up talking about like TV shows that we watched when we were kids, for example. Um, and uh, how was that transition from uh, the studio to uh, your home, from like recording? It was. It was interesting because I feel like I really took for granted um, the technology that we have in the studio. Um, because it's it's just very nice in the studio it's very nice we've got the headphones the max the whole soundboard uh you know the whole deal and this like the sound quality because they automatically upload every um every show is automatically uploaded into the into an archive on wtburadio.org and some of those i've had to download and splice up and the audio quality is just amazing but trying to record in my house, I don't have, you know, such a, like I don't have a podcast mic uh, and neither do the other 
members of BU in the morning. So it was a matter of finding out what worked. I tried to at first record my audio on my laptop while I was doing it, but then I could hear the other voices in the recording. So I would have to put two earphones in, two different pairs of earphones. One so that I'm plugged into the laptop and then another one that's plugged into my phone. And then I record the audio on my phone. So it was that having to edit the audio too was something that I had never done before. So that was hard. It, it was just when I was in the studio, I go in, do my thing and I talk. But coming back home and trying to record things, it was just like I have to have a whole setup to make sure that mm -hmm. the audio is is okay. Yeah. It's funny though, even though it's like much more of a, a challenge right now, I feel so lucky to be living in the digital age and, and still be able to do all this. I mean, I'm fortunate, you know, just because I released a few records before I came to BU, I have the, the equipment necessary. You know, you got this mic over here uh, and I have decent um, other production equipment. You know, you think if this had happened, you know, 20, 30 years ago, uh, how little content we'd actually be able to put out. No, I absolutely agree. I mean, we're, we really are in the age of technology where we're more globalized than ever before. I mean, you think about the ways that WTBU, uh, the radio shows and the podcasting have transitioned remotely, but also just like classrooms as well, you know, with the Zoom platform. I mean, 20 years ago, had this happened, <laughs> I, don't, I don't think we'd really be having any classes anymore. Yeah. yeah. Now, something I've been thinking about is, uh, you know, now so much of everything is coronavirus related. Even this podcast right here is mm -hmm. coronavirus related. Um, and I think that a lot of, uh, you know, let's talk about radio shows just to be specific, but let's say a lot of radio shows kind of have to make a decision. Are they going to stick to just their usual format and try that? Or are they going to become more coronavirus uh, centric? My show, I've just kind of stuck to uh, doing music more of like an escape. Uh, I know you said that in your first uh, uh, BU in the morning podcast, you guys were very coronavirus focused. What do you think about um, about weighing those two and, and, and which one is the way to go? Um, I think it really is up to the creator as directing BU in the morning. Um, I've always been very keen on facilitating a natural conversation. And so if the conversation naturally turns to coronavirus as it did, um, but that was also at the same time only really in the first, probably third of that episode, half of the episode, then, I mean, people, the things that people say, like everything that someone says, they say it for a reason um, because they, want to be heard like they want someone to listen to them and i think in in a way even though we are talking about it it's it's a form of catharsis to have a conversation um like just a nice casual conversation with with people who trust you who you trust to a certain extent and in, in just a, a nice cool chill environment 
Now, do you think that's especially true because of social distancing and because we really don't have as many opportunities to talk to people? 100%. I mean, one of one of the future um, plans that I have for BU in the morning in terms of summer remote um, podcasting is to get a couple of guests, guest interviews. Before, I wasn't as um, keen on doing it because I was worried that people were so worried about a hundred of other hundred million other things and didn't want to or didn't have the time to do something like that. But it's become pretty clear that a lot of people are kind of just yearning for to have a conversation with someone for like an hour, at least two hours. Yeah. It's, it's actually something that people really really want to do yeah absolutely i mean we've noticed uh just in recording um this show you know just the people really just want to talk you know it's it's an exciting thing nobody who i've asked to come on the show has said no i don't really want to do that no everyone's been really excited because it's just nice to have conversations nowadays especially with people uh across the country or across the world um social distancing and the lockdown we're just all confined to like small spaces really and Mm -hmm. this is all we got really yeah yeah that's why i think um now more than ever content creators should really be uh doing their best to to release stuff just because you know i mean a lot of our lives are becoming that have become uh watching content i'm amazed like netflix stock hasn't shot through the roof Um, (laughs) (laughs) but i think you know the world's been left to the content creators which is a funny scenario it has. Yeah. <laughs> I think that um, in terms of content, especially with conversational things, I mean, you saw like, I don't even know why they did it, but Bernie Sanders and Nicki Minaj had like a, a live together. And I was just like, I mean, I guess they just wanted to speak. I mean, but that's, that's nice. And I think it's just the most low effort, productive thing that people can do. Um, because for me, just coming, coming out of a conversation, like I always feel like I did something, um, even though like there are measures that we should take in terms of, you know, giving ourselves a time to relax. But I I know a lot of people who kind of feel useless during these times and like the only productive thing that they can cling on to is school which is about to end Mm. and then they're like not sure what to do with themselves outside of that and you can only watch so much netflix and and sleep so much before it just gets like what am i supposed to do how am i supposed to feel like i'm doing something when i'm stuck in my home (laughs) yeah so what does that mean for you what does a, a a typical day look like for you now that we're all in quarantine So I've actually taken up just doing things when I need to do them. And all those things really range. I mean, unfortunately, but honestly, school is at the bottom of that list. Mm -hmm. So I have procrastinating like crazy, but I still get it done. Don't, don't sweat. (laughs) But a lot, I think... I didn't have the 
resources, I guess, as much back when I was at BU to kind of, like, my free time was mostly spent talking to people or hanging out with people because, like, I was constantly surrounded by people. In my room, I'm with people. Walking across campus, I'm with people. But here at home, I have a keyboard in my room. So whenever I feel like it, I just play the piano. And I have a lot of, like, downtime just completely by myself. So I've also taken up reading again. Like, I was an avid reader when I was younger. I would read every night. And so a typical day for me is just, like, wake up, and I kind of just do whatever I feel like doing. Like, I'll just, like, wake up. Naturally, I'm hungry. I'll eat breakfast. And then I'll play the piano for a really long time until I have to go to class. And then if I have an assignment due, I'll give myself, like, just enough time to do it right. I finish the assignment and then get back to um, hanging out with my little sister or playing the piano or reading. No, it, um, it definitely seems like, you know, now the one thing we have plenty of is time. Uh, and especially now uh, for college students that classes are online, you know, there's no commute time. You just show up for an hour, you go back. Even some classes, like I'm taking a class where there is no more attendance requirement. They just ask that you watch all the videos of the class. So do you think that freedom is is uh is having a good impact right now on on college students or that it's kind of having people be like really lazy and just kind of watching netflix all day or is it really more of a case-by-case thing i think it's it's more of a case-by-case thing i think it just really depends on like i think given the time and freedom people will just end up doing whatever they feel like doing and, you know, a lot of the time, what's most entertaining to someone is sleeping a bunch and watching Netflix, um, sometimes at the expense of their school uh, or their schoolwork. They're paying attention to those kinds of things. But I, I can't deny that all these, I guess the lack of stipulations, rather, and lack of restrictions on classes um, kind of just like destructures all of the the entire college experience um, because the kind of freedom that we have here is just so much different than what we had back in college because like we have a very certain structure with our classes um, and then we have like the freedom to go out explore the city or, or join however here and there eat when we want or need to. So it, it really, I'd say it's definitely a case-by-case basis, but being online and not always being required to go to class makes it difficult to, to find the discipline to go to class and do work. Yeah, I think um, something we've talked about a lot uh, in the shows we've recorded so far has been this idea of the new normal and that, you know, it's very, very likely and probable that the world isn't just going to go back to being how it was. You press pause for this long and it's not just going to play normally again. So how much do you think this I almost online digital society is going to remain after uh, self-quarantining and social distancing becomes uh, less of a need and things start opening up. 
Hmm. That's a really interesting question. I think in terms of the social platforms or the social connections that people make online, I feel like that will return pretty normally as it did before. Just because I think that people are really yearning for like in real, like in person human connection. Um, and I think we already had a pretty established um, online society before quarantining and social distancing occurred. So I, I, now we're like forced to only really communicate online. But I think that once the social distancing and the quarantining lift up, it'll go back to that will go back to the way it was. In terms of online like content creation as well as classes, I think that there are a lot of people who find that there's a lot of um, effectiveness to those methods and and will will cling on to that or try to to push that as a, something that will continue after social distancing and quarantining already let up. Yeah, Mike, what do you think? Um, I was gonna, I was gonna ask you, like, how do you see yourself? Will you use more social media after this ends, or will you try to seek out more human connections? Because we've all been kind of locked in yeah. here. So, yeah, that's. I think. Um. <laughs> I've actually never been a huge social media user in the first place. So this was kind of, this has kind of forced me to find the balance that I had wanted to. Um, uh, social media is, I guess, for lack of like a better phrase, it's just not really my thing. I have it mostly because I need to have it um, in terms of like the profession that I want to go into. Mm-hmm. And so it's pushed me to be a little more adamant about putting things onto my social media. Though I think that the attitude that I take with uh, person-to-person connections in real life, um, I'll be like more particular with it about how I approach those, just more caring and grateful. Yeah. Nice. I think, I hope a lot of people go the way that, that, that you're saying you're going to go and, uh, and, and more appreciate people and really not take relationships for granted. But I also think there are going to be a lot of people once this is uh, over who are going to say, all right, well, you know, we tried the online thing. I actually kind of liked it. Yeah. Uh, and who might stick to that more. You know, you already have, as you said, you were, we already have a pretty digital society. A lot of people uh, whose lives are, are so plastered on social media and who are going to want to continue that because they've been continuing it anyway. Um, school is an interesting one though in terms of colleges because I think yeah. the, the big question we all have right now is um, are we coming back in the fall and it's one that no one can really answer but even in thinking about um, you know when all of this dies down you know how people are going or how universities are going to act yeah. and if they're going to try to move in this direction I think they're going to be a little more hesitant to move into online classes than people think Whoops, that's fun. <laughs> but because I think that, that people are still a little reluctant to give up a traditional college experience. Mm-hmm. I think that's partly why it's been able to survive so long while the, the price tag has moved up so much. Uh, but I don't know. You, you said that, that um, there, there might be some pushback. What do you think about that? 
I mean, I think, like, for example, with huge lectures, and especially just because, like, I feel like huge lectures could definitely be something that stay online, especially because even when it might die down the social distancing and quarantining, I think that there will still be a lot of um, push to remain very wary about large crowds. And so like, that's something that they can keep online. And I think that huge lectures have been the most efficient online. Um, I, can, I can see that being a possibility. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you have professors who are like above 60, they might not want to be back in a place where um, they could get sick again. I mean, until the vaccine comes out, people are going to be worried about going out. Yeah. No, I completely uh, agree with that. And also, I think if if there's going to be a, a push to online even after um, uh, the coronavirus epidemic, I think uh, big lecture halls would probably be the first to go because there really isn't it's not really a two-way street in the sense of like a, dis a discussion section. It's just, uh, you know, you sit there, you take notes of what a professor's saying. Um, and though it isn't as effective online, uh, it's more effective than if you were to do a discussion section or, or some kind of class where you need participation. So I wouldn't be surprised if that was actually a, a permanent or a semi-permanent change that was made. So Carmen, I know we've we've talked a lot about uh, your involvement with WTBU um, and your management of uh, BU in the morning. Is there any uh, any project you're working on outside of WTBU or anything you're hoping to work on? Um, well, I did start a podcast with my friend uh, Daniel. Um, uh, ooh, I'm I'm gonna get his last name right. Uh, but I'm not going to butcher it here, but his name's Daniel. He's a wonderful, wonderful guy. He is also a freshman at BU. And we just, we share a lot of the same philosophies, even though I think we're, we're definitely different in a lot of ways. But our conversations are always so genuine and authentic. So I started a podcast with him. I haven't been super public with it because I've been trying to focus on school. Right now, school is actually at the top of my list in terms of priorities. Yeah. But that's that's the project I've been working on. It's just 20-minute weekly episodes. We have one episode out. Um, but, yeah, that's that That would be the main thing gotcha, outside of gotcha. Yeah. I know we've been talking to uh, a lot of creatives, and I think people kind of fall into uh, – two different camps of either trying to push out as much content as they can right now, which is kind of what, what I've been trying to do, or more using this time to just kind of sit and, and focus on the creative process. I think a lot of musicians are in that boat of thinking about like, all right, let me, I got a blank sheet in front of me. Let me maybe try to write this song or, or filmmaker saying, let me write this script or writer saying, uh, you know, let me write this book. Uh, have you been um, doing that at all? Just trying to, almost brainstorm and take a step back from the actual creation? Yeah, I've definitely been, I guess not as much with the brainstorming as much as just self-reflecting because in order to have like a good conversation with somebody, which is like what my entire kind of be in the morning 
radio career aspirations revolve around is having conversations with other people. It takes a lot of, in order to have other people comfortable with you, you have to be comfortable with yourself and grounded. Um, and so I've, I've been doing like a lot of journaling in a way, kind of having conversations with myself so that like, I feel more comfortable having conversations with other people. And I've been reading a lot of books about like how to have good conversations with people, people you don't know, or if you're in like a volatile situation, that kind of thing. That's interesting. I've, I mean, you know, we, we, we're going to be hopefully going into similar fields here. Uh, that it's true. You almost think of yourself as like a professional conversationalist, which is a weird thing to be. But I don't know. I I feel like with that stuff, it's just best like just as my me personally, I'd be very interested to hear your take on it. Like just not to overthink it, and just like the more natural it is, the more natural it's going to seem. Uh, so like even just you know coming into this, I had like ideas in my head of things that I'd want to ask you, but really just trying to keep it loose and open and natural. Uh, what do you think about that as a professional conversationalist? I think it's, I think it's something that can be kind of misconstrued that like a professional conversationalist is someone who has meticulously planned out the conversation and then goes into the conversation. Um, but for me, with like working on, I guess having better conversations, it's about a lot of the things I've been reading are really just as what you were saying is keeping it natural and most importantly, importantly, um, staying in the moment, which is like harder than people think. Um, it's like, it's why like in our day-to-day conversations that seem so small, like they stay small because somebody or both parties aren't paying as much attention or are as invested in that conversation as they could be. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. I feel like listening is such an underrated aspect. Like, I think that's almost the whole ball game right there. Like you just listen and show someone else that you're actually paying attention to what they're saying. Oh man. It's just the conversations I feel like, especially with interviews and stuff, it's so much better. 100%. 100%. Yeah. Now, Mike, you're, this is your first time doing a podcast or something like this. How, yes. how have, uh, you know, I've noticed you've been developing over the past few episodes. Yeah. Um, you know, how's your experience been uh, with the, with this professional know, conversation? It has, it's not an easy gig. That's what I've noticed. Like as someone who's a little on the shyer end of human interaction, it's definitely got to put a little more energy and you got to focus a little more in like the other person. Like it's, it's a two way, it's a two way streak almost. Yeah. So to speak, you gotta like help both parties out. It can't just be a can't be one guy doing it all, and it's it's a relationship thing, you know. You gotta. I've I've definitely grown a lot more from this experience, and I definitely admire you guys' uh, fields because it's not an easy thing. Not everyone can do this. Um, that's my take on it. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, it's a it's a it's a relationship. It really is. Um. And it's got to be so much of it is just synergy, I think. Synergy and being good with t- being open to talk. Yeah. I mean, you guys just like 
you guys love to talk about um it's it's fascinating i'm like this is what uh the next people i'm gonna be hearing on the radio when i get older like i'll be i'll sit down turn the radio and i'll hear you guys' voices but just be like normal but uh it's been a trip yeah man. <laughs> now carmen i'm interested about something how have you noticed that the conversations you have have changed regarding having them like on Skype or on Zoom as opposed to having them in, in real life? What actual changes have you noticed there? Um, I've actually had, I, I don't know if it's necessarily the platform or if it's just the situation of the times, but I've just had less uh, fluffy conversations, I guess. It, it's not as much small talk because even though people do have a lot of time, it's like when you're on, so I think it does have something to do with the platforms. When you're on like Zoom or Skype or FaceTime, it's just like easier to tell when the conversation isn't going anywhere mm. because you have to be so much more focused on the conversation when it's online. Um, like you don't have that, like presence, that physical presence near you. Um, I think it's easier to have like a comfortable silence with people in real life rather than online. So I, I found that people have been a lot more open and honest in, in conversations. Yeah. Yeah, I think especially since... Um you know, just the amount of time that you can actually have a conversation with someone now seems so much shorter, uh, especially now with all the time zone differences we have. I mean, we were doing, um, we were recording a show with someone yesterday in California, so it was a three-hour difference, but, you know, I think about uh, people who live, like, all the way, uh, you know, in Europe or in Asia, still taking classes, just, like, you know, it, it's just, it feels, even though you can still be talking to someone, like, right here, and, and you can see their face on the screen, the amount of distance, you can still really feel it. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, There's, I, like, uh... I'm sorry, go ahead. I don't know, I, I wasn't going to say anything really interesting. You go for it. Are you sure? Yeah, I'm sure, you go for it. <laughs> Alrighty. I was just going to say that I think people go into conversations with a larger sense of purpose nowadays. Um, like they, they kind of know a little more about what they want to talk about because it's a decision that you make when you hop onto Zoom or Skype or FaceTime with somebody as opposed to conversations that you just kind of end up having in passing with people. Though, you know, don't get me wrong, I I do enjoy me some passing conversations. I've had a lot of really interesting ones. Yeah, it's true. You don't really run into people on the street anymore. Nope. Or if you do, you keep your distance. It's a new norm. <laughs> so where you are, do you, like, still get to go outside at all, or uh, are you pretty much just, like, locked in? Um. Well, I, I live in the suburbs, so I do have a, a nice little backyard, so, and especially just because the weather is pretty warm down here, now and then I'll, I'll go out into my backyard and just kind of chill. But beyond that, I haven't been outside of my house or, like, 
the vicinity of my house. Gotcha. gotcha. Yeah. Um, how how's your uh, relationship with your uh, family been in this time? Like, you had all the freedom back in college to just be your own person. But what's it like being back under the roof of your parents? You know, as a freshman, you didn't get that much. I mean, you're a freshman, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, you didn't... You didn't experience the freedom as long as others have, but, like, gain that glimpse. Like, what's it like now being back under the authority of your uh, parents? It was... It turned out to not be as bad as I thought it would be, because... So, I have an older brother and a younger sister, and my older brother went in-state for college, and so it was kind of... I don't think it was as much of a shock, like, mentally for my parents. Like, they knew I was going so far away. I don't think they were surprised that I was doing that. But, like, I think in the way that they raised me and stuff, it was just very different because my brother had stayed in in state, and now I moved, like, 700 miles away. And so they really kind of pulled back their reins even when I came back. Mm. So I don't feel like they're exercising a lot of authority over me. They kind of leave me to do my own thing, especially because I'm pretty like self-sufficient. Um, like if I like, they don't have to make me lunch or or breakfast or anything. Like, I can I can do that. Um, but my mom will tell me to like fold the clothes or wash the dishes, and I'm kind of glad to do that like I miss being able to do just like normal domestic things like that because living in the dorm um I mean I'm only folding my laundry so that was nice but I didn't get to like with my own stuff so I'm like if if I gotta wash the dishes well I gotta wash the dishes ain't no thing <laughs> yeah. I know we've been um all uh, pretty much in our respective houses for about the past month and a half you started to feel like the the cabin fever or the boredom or anything as uh is that life starting to run stale? Not really. I mean, it's there's so many things to do, actually. Like, I remember being so scared coming back from Boston because I the reason that I left North Carolina uh, was because, like, I didn't think there was a lot to do here. Um, and, like, I, st- I haven't explored... North Carolina or anything, I can't go outside my house. But there's so much that you can do um, by yourself, like alone in your house too. Um, Especially because of like the online community. There's so many online sources. Like I haven't gotten into video games, but if it gets to that point, (laughs) if I like, I need something to do, that'll be it. But again, I mean, just piano, books, there's just like an endless amount of music for me to learn and like an endless number of books for me to, to read. Yeah. I think, um, you know, people people uh, have have taken the situation differently. I know a lot of people are, are really bored and really feeling the cabin fever. Um, and a lot of people, such as yourself, have just been able to find opportunity after opportunity of new things to do. I think it kind of goes to show just how much we have available to us, just a matter of if you use it or not. Yeah, I think that, I mean, I spent a lot of time at first self-reflecting. And I think that was the biggest thing because I think that 
people get bored or frustrated because they don't know what they want to do or like they feel like they only have one option for something that they want to do which like might be going outside and actually hanging out with people but there's ways to to like if you really really want something you can find a way to do it yeah no yeah so next few months where's the country headed big question i'm curious what everybody thinks about this everyone's predictions um could you it kind of cut off near the end oh yeah where's sure. the what where where are we headed as a country as a society i'm just curious what your uh, prediction is we're kind of seeing what everybody thinks Whew. i i've tried to think about that but just every single person I, I think we share a lot of the same sentiments about you know wanting to to get back into society, get back into full throttle, but also being scared that nothing can ever go back to normal. So I think that there's gonna be an, an element of, of chaos and awakening among people. Um, just realizing or planning how to actually go forward. I, th I think that that's the way that it's going to go. I, I can't, it's hard for me to generalize um, yeah. because I think so many people are affected by this, but they're also affected in, in different ways. Yeah. Yeah. Well said. Um, I don't know. You have any, uh, any message you want to send? Anything you want to plug? Ah. Uh, mm. Giving everybody an opportunity to plug whatever they want. <laughs> well, listen to BU in the Morning. Um, that links at, follow BU in the Morning on Instagram and Twitter. The podcast link is hooked up to there. And keep listening to these guys. These guys are dope. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Carmen. Mike, you want to take us out? Um yeah, uh well, Thank you, uh, Carmen, for uh, joining What Is Going On. And I think this wraps up tonight, uh, this evening's episode. And, uh, yeah. All right, yeah. See you guys. Take it easy and stay safe.